I think one of the big things this uh, pandemic has taught us is how much we absolutely hate being locked down and that we were locked down gave folks a lot of time to think about how they live and if really that's where they want to stay. And a lot of city folks apparently have decided they no longer want to live in a crowded urban center that's very expensive and doesn't give you a lot of space. So they're cashing in and moving to the suburbs. And I admit, my husband and I talk about it often, you know, maybe it's time to have a little less expensive place to live, more peace, less traffic, more kind of, you know, house, but more importantly, the space that you need that could come in very handy should we find ourselves locked down again. But then I think also a big driving force is that we now know we can easily work from home no matter where we are and where that home is. So why not live where you love and where you can afford? Deval Morrison is with Bosley Real Estate Limited Brokerage. She joins us now. Good to have you. Hi, great. Thanks so much for having me. What are the conversations you're hearing? Because it's interesting, you read these studies in the polls. I just read a poll that actually more people are looking to buy homes, which I always thought I thought would actually go the opposite direction. But people, I think, post or as we kind of get out and wait for the second wave are starting to really think about lifestyle of where they want to live. They absolutely are. And what I'm seeing happening is, you know, after people have been cooped up in their homes for three months, a lot of people just want change. So I'm finding the one-bedroom condo people want a two-bedroom condo. The two-bedroom condo people, they're looking for a house. Some of the people with houses are thinking they're either going to rent or buy a cottage. So it's not so much that they're moving to suburban areas. I would say they're moving to more rural areas. So, you know, real estate agents that I know in Prince Edward County or Bancroft or Muskoka and Halliburton uh, and Niagara, they're just literally being run off their feet because there are so many people just looking for either a second property or to ditch their primary residence and live elsewhere because, just as you said, they can work from home. So they're going to try to do that remotely wherever they are. Right. And so, I mean, it would be nice if you could afford two places, but, um, you know, for those who, who can't, what are the markets then um, where you can actually say, you know what, I can get into that uh, that affordable home, I can have some space, uh, and at the same time, you know, if I have to work from home, I can still do that, but if I have to make the odd commute, um, you know, it's not going to be, you know, two, three hours stuck in traffic. Well, I mean, the areas that are close to Toronto, I would say, are more, more like a, a Port Hope or a Coburg or a St. Catherine or Cambridge, areas like that. But for some reason, I'm noticing people are going a little bit more far-flung than that, partly maybe because they're looking for land, they're looking for lakes, they're looking for beaches, and they just want to be in an area where they know that if they're going to have to live remotely and be on their own, that they actually truly can be on their own. So it's a very interesting change. And especially even with the one-bedroom condo people in Toronto saying, okay, you know what? I want a two-bedroom condo now. People just I'm surprised they want to stay in a condo, to be honest. I, a condo people, you know, or pe- those who live in apartments have suffered a lot more than most because, you know, they have to go up and down elevators. It's very difficult, but they also have no yard to play in or not. They can't maximize space. And, you know, and if they go to the park, then they get yelled at for being, you know, irresponsible. I'm surprised that they haven't said, ugh, get me out of this condo. I need a house. You know what? It's more budget-driven. Because some people just, they couldn't afford a house. They could afford a condo, and that's where they want to go. And for some people, they still want to be in the city. So, I mean, the real estate in the city, houses and condos, is very strong right now. 
And that's just simply because there are a lot of people looking to stay in the city and move around the city. You know, I had one client who they're currently renting in the city, and they decided it's a couple with a one-year-old child, and, you know, they're concerned that we may be under lockdown again. So she basically said to me, you know what, if they close the playgrounds again, I need to have Mm -hmm. a backyard where my child can play. So, you know, these are the things that people are really thinking about. They're thinking about where can they can hang out and where can they work from home? So they want to have a nice home office space as well, too. And so how has that affected? Because I'm very surprised that the Toronto market still remains so, so um, strong. But is that going to last? You know what, of course, nobody has a crystal ball and nobody really knows. I mean, if you would have told people that after coming out of the pandemic, people would have been rushing to buy houses and condos, nobody would have believed you. You know, at the beginning of this year, January, February, the market was certainly quite strong. So people decided at the beginning of 2020 that they were going to make change. Then, you know, lock people down for three or four months and there's still this pent up demand that people who were going to make a change, they're still determined to make their change. They've just been um, stopped for a few months. So now coming out of the pandemic, they're ready to make the change and they're scared that they're going to be under lockdown again. So I think because they were already locked down and they're afraid they might be locked down again, they know that they've got a really small window to make the change that they want to make. So I think that that's what you're really seeing in the market. As for what happens in the market later on, you know, I think it's really interesting to read so many comments and research, um, but part of me thinks some of those economists keep uh, saying, making predictions just to keep their jobs, because really, no one, not one of us has lived through anything like this before, so we really don't know. You know, there's a lot of conjecture about what's going to happen when the mortgage deferrals finish in September. Yeah, yeah. Are there going to be people who decide that they've got, they can't afford their houses anymore? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that. I think the economic shock uh, that we will feel once a lot of these subsidies go away will be the determining factor. And uh, and people, as you know, want to get out before they have to panic. You never want to be selling a property when you're in full panic uh, because it's not good for certainly the seller. Well, uh, it's an interesting time for you guys. I know that the real estate market has also had to pivot and change kind of on the fly, like all these other industries. So it's interesting to watch and see the trends. Appreciate your time on this. Great. Thanks so much for having me. That is uh, Devel Morrison with Bosley Real Estate, uh, and it is it's it's interesting what what is going to happen because we keep hearing that you know it'll hit, the economic winds are going to hit. It's just a matter of when when the government programs stop, if they ever stop. I guess we'll have to wait and see.